Welcome to another episode of Left on Red Podcast. I am Jen, also known as Brooklyn Jordan. And I'm Dwayne. All right, so this week, let's just go ahead and put it out there. We're talking about us. At this point, if you haven't seen it, that's on you. We're not spoiling. <laughs> but just a heads up, there will be spoilers discussed in this podcast because we're giving our review and we cannot give our review without, I guess, talking about some of the details that spoil yeah. the movie. And honestly, if you're on social media, it's already been <laughs> spoiled yeah, for you. It's too late. Yeah, people have been talking about it left and right. Um, yeah, so <laughs> do you want to just jump in? What were your thoughts about us? It didn't live up to the hype for me, just so based on the fact we that... we saw it the second day that it was out, right? Yeah, so nobody really ruined it for me. Yeah, nobody. Or anything like that. Um, it just... It wasn't scary, and um, but I thought it was good. That's the best way for me to put it, like, in a short and sweet way. But I thought there were some things that I'd never seen before, and I always appreciate that. Um, I felt like they wanted to get so much stuff in there and connections and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's cool, but let's let's have meaning to the movie. And then, I'll, not meaning, but let's... Like, focus on maybe, yeah, because they tied in so many different things where it was cool thought processes if they were fleshed out a little bit further. But maybe if they could have focused on just a few of them, they could have fleshed out those ideas a little fuller. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I liked the movie. I, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was a good movie. Um, I just felt like it was okay. I, for me, it's funny because leaving the theater, I was just like, oh, okay, well, that's not exactly what I was expecting. But, I mean, I get it. It, to me, it wasn't that deep of a movie where it was like all these, oh my gosh, you have to figure X, Y, and Z out. There's this secret message for stuff because I feel like everything was blatantly said in the film. It wasn't actually until a few days after seeing the movie when I was seeing all these like memes like, if you didn't like the movie, you don't understand stuff, you have no critical thinking skills, or you, you fail the FCAT. I'm from Florida. So those are some of the things I was seeing. Which is the standardized test. FCAT is the standardized test in Florida anyways. But basically saying like you're slow or you, the only reason why someone could probably not think this was the most amazing movie ever is if they somehow didn't understand or get the plot. And I was thinking, no, I got the plot. I understood exactly what it is. And I mean, I like the movie. I just feel like it was a good concept. There were good thought process. There were some holes in the story. Yeah. Um, that weren't fully flushed out, in my opinion. Um, and that's also has to do with the fact of when you're thinking of a horror film or these thriller films, a lot of times they don't have to have these elaborate plots where it's completely filled out. I think where it kind of has that balance is if it's not innately, like you said, scary, you start judging the movie based off of plot and the crit critical analysis of how the movie plays out and what is it tying out to? So I think that's where some of the criticism comes from. But also maybe some people really didn't understand, but even the people who are like wild by it, they're like, wow, so that really mean Adelaide Red was like Adelaide. Like that was her. And it's like, come on y'all. <laughs> like it's not this deep. Or the shadow people, you know, that really means that's like a shadow. Like that's the people, all the things you think you are not, you like, put them in the darkness, like anything that you think is beneath you. And so, and it's like, 
literally it's playing out in the film like this isn't something that needs to be a thought piece for a think piece for and maybe it's just me maybe i'm like being judgmental of those people who are being judgmental of other people you know so Mm -hmm. technically that's the same thing but it's just more so i was flabbergasted at these people writing these long essays granted i like some of the thought analysis and people breaking down things i think that's cool and it shows you're engaged in the story and you really want to talk about it. For, so from that standpoint, that's great that Jordan Peele, Lupita, all of them, the cast was able to pull that out where everybody's talking about it. But at the same time, those people who are saying, you must not understand that this was symbolism and all this other stuff and you know, you're just not deep. It's like, come on, bruh. I know everybody wants to feel special. Everybody wants to feel deep, but this is a stretch. Like, all of it was spelled out for you. Yes, there were themes that were in the movie that are not traditional from necessarily every other horror film that you see that were is why we like it, but it wasn't a hidden message. Like, I don't know. Yeah, and maybe, I mean, there was like allegories, I guess you could say, but yeah, I mean, if they were there, they... What were you going to say? Sorry, I was jumping. I'm not sure what I was going to say, to be honest. Okay, because I was saying, like, certain things, like, this is one thing that I think was cool. Like, when you do have messages in the movie where, like, with the Hands for America, with the, or Hands Across America, um, the Jeremiah 1111, like, literally as soon as we got out the theater, I wanted to look up, what is Jeremiah 1111 actually say? And then when you read the verse, you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, it's not, like, deep, but it's just like, oh, okay. So that really was a real verse that ties into the movie. It wasn't like a you secret message. You better explain more because somebody's going to call you out on not seeing the messaging in the mirror image of 11 and 11. So you No, get... that's not what I'm talking about. I know, the mirror of talk... 11 11. I, I know, but somebody's going to say. That's good for them. They're going to be basic like the other people I'm talking about. <laughs> like clearly 11 11, that's the same number. Cool. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what the verse actually says. Like that's something clearly on the screen that you see 11 is 11. There's nothing to dice- decipher there. If only if you don't know the verse, because no, well, some people might have every verse in the Bible memorized. I didn't know what Jeremiah eleven eleven the verse itself said. So when I got home, I wanted to look it up to read what Jeremiah eleven eleven said. And I was like, oh, that's cool, like things like that. And I didn't know about the hands across America. I clearly can see the correlation of when you start the movie. It starts off for the first five or ten minutes. They're talking about this charity event or this event that's going on you see the hands holding and all this other stuff and then later you see that that is what red has her people doing and you're like oh she got that from that even without knowing the background like people can get that so that's i don't know i guess i feel like it's just interesting like the culture that we're in it's almost like you know people say that you're supposed to have these critical thinking skills but it's like if you say anything that's outside of the pact it's crazy. Like people are like have have to almost like attack you for it. On top of that, if you say anything, if you're a black person and you say anything constructive criticism against anything that is done by another black person, like that's almost like a code you're not supposed to do. Granted, honestly, if the movie was trash, if us was trash. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to necessarily tear down a movie and have this podcast just so we could talk about how stupid it is. I probably wouldn't do that. That's probably where my code stops. But at the same time, if I think the movie was a good movie and I feel like, oh, this is a good direction to go on, you know, next time, maybe flush out the plot more, think about giving more of the background story, 
kind of tying in the different pieces would make for a better presentation. I think that's constructive criticism that isn't saying the film was bad. Like, I don't know, or trash. So um, that brings up a good point. But I do think that, you know, as you talked it out, it did kind of go towards you kind of saying, doing the same thing as what other people are doing, saying I'm in a different level of critical thought to the point where everything was obvious to me. How did y'all not see it? As a, It's kind of similar to, oh, the movie is so deep and I'm a good critical thinker. How did y'all not get no, it? No, I'm saying like, I don't think the movie was that deep where it took yeah. for someone to think that someone's stupid as to why they couldn't understand the film. Like, no, even if someone didn't obviously see the things that I pointed out, literally you're in a movie, you could miss things. Nobody's saying you can't miss things. I guess my standpoint was more so when people are saying the fact that you didn't like the film, you must have, re- yeah, that's the okay. only re- reason why you must have not understood these deep hidden messages. Let me spell it out for you. Now you'll like it. And it's like, mm, yeah, I get, I get that's not the saying. case. And even if that was the case for somebody else, it's almost like that person's allowed to maybe that person, if let's say the person didn't see what we saw on the screen. Maybe they missed some things or maybe some things <laughs> didn't tie out for whatever reason. And they said they didn't like the film. From their analysis, that could be more so like if I'm going to a horror fil- film, I'm not necessarily trying to tie out these pieces or see these things. I kind of just want gore or whatever or whatever it's going to be. Because honestly, that was another thing. Like when you said that you were expecting it to be scary, I wasn't expecting necessarily blood. I didn't want gore or anything but the concept of the idea of seeing yourself like the us, I was like, I don't even know if I'm ready to watch this film. Like that is terrifying. It's almost like someone taking over you and all this other stuff. And while the movie had that, it was more of a having them take over, but they're you. Like it was more of that, I guess that message with it versus actually scary. I guess that to me wasn't as terrifying. Yeah. Spoiler alert, this is really so I could talk about what my favorite scene was in Us. That dance scene in Us was so beautiful and just good. Like, that was like, that was when I was warped where someone was to say this is a masterpiece and be like, yes, this was. That was the quality grade A on there. What you think about um, Ghost? What do you mean, Ghost? Omari Hardwick. Oh my God, that's so <laughs> random. <laughs> this is Dwayne's po- this is Dwayne's version of his podcast. I'll play along. So I thought it was very awkward. I mean, I didn't think that deep into it. It just felt really awkward watching it. For those of you who do not know, the NAACP Image Awards happened, and there was a video clip of I think it was before the ceremonies actually began of Beyonce and Jay Z entering. And one, how annoying would it be? to be a celebrity and not even be able to be around freaking celebrities without getting bombarded. Like that's the stuff you should have to deal with. Like when you're in civilian, like in the regular public where you're dealing with these fans wanting pictures and autographs. Like I was like, Oh, poor Jay-Z and Beyonce, but they do get to be Jay-Z and Beyonce. So I guess there's a trade off there, but basically everybody's trying to get their attention. Talk to them. Notori not in, People weren't talking about that. That was uncomfortable for me, too, because it's like she's literally holding Beyonce up. 
Beyonce looks like, girl, I am so tired of this. Let me just sit down. But homegirl want her picture and she want to talk to the queen. You're going to have to sign a non-disclosure. That's why Beyonce mm-hmm. had to write that. It's ridiculous. But anyways, of course, there comes Ghost, Omari, whatever. And he dabs Jay-Z up and then he does the, ugh, just the, the thing that dudes do when you don't even want to talk to them, but they, you got to acknowledge them because you got to be polite. Well, you don't have to, but you know, whatever. So he dapped him up. Beyonce gives a social cue. I'm sitting down. So that should mean, hey, you, you give a, head, a little hand high and keep it moving. But of course he motions for a hug. She gets up. He does the kiss, the first kiss, which was already like, Ugh, okay, whatever. As he goes, he gives that sneak, quick kiss, and it almost catches her on her lip. Yeah, well, I think she was thinking he's going to turn away, so she's turning to him to, like, acknowledge him leaving. He didn't know she was, he was going to go again, because, like, who would do that? Who would kiss somebody twice in, like, three seconds? <laughs> Especially her, of all people. But anyway. So but either he, way. He, so he goes in the first time. Like this that. makes me uncomfortable. So he goes in the first time. And so it's, you know, normal. <laughs> I'm and he, sorry. And he kind of holds her shoulder so she don't go nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's the part that makes it uncomfortable. He, he holds her oh, shoulder. You can oh, see the, the tension oh, no. in his bicep. <laughs> and, he go. and it sound, and it looked like he said something in her ear, like he was gonna see her later. Or something. No, he probably just said. <laughs> look at it. Look at it next time. And imagine he's saying that, and then he kisses her on the mouth right in front of Jay Z. <laughs> I'm gonna see you later. <laughs> no, he goes. But he's holding her arm so she can't do what Jen's doing right now. And so he goes, Okay. And then he comes back and then she's like gonna acknowledge and then he goes (laughs) For those of you listening, not watching, you didn't miss anything but me being uncomfortable, just like Beyonce was, basically. Because watch his arm. (laughs) The tension. (laughs) <laughs> the muscle in it. Okay, babe. Oh my god. <laughs> That's the Oh my god, he's a caveman. <laughs> That's another thing. I'd be wondering why people be feeling so comfortable to be in your space like that where it's already enough that you were comfortable enough to give this lady a hug. Green and I don't know their relationship, but from the body language, there is none. The only thing that would have been worse if he went under her dress. You know how <laughs> them nasty dudes go up under. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I pictured. Huh. Oh, my God. Y'all are terrible. Y'all nasty. Y'all are terrible. You are horrible for talking about but that. But no, this is a serious subject, though. It is. Taking but advantage it, of people because he knew she couldn't react in a public place. You think he went with that intent? I don't care what his he intent was, no, was. He was taking advantage of the situation, and he's probably also used to getting away with that from being a celebrity and stuff. You see, this is the funny part, because I'm like, in my head, I don't know if he, he... Clearly, he doesn't think anything's wrong, regardless of what his intent was. He didn't think anything was wrong or inappropriate with that, possibly, is what I'm going to go with my mate. Like, but something is, regardless of what his intent was, it doesn't even matter if he meant to make her uncomfortable or not it made her uncomfortable and it is something that someone shouldn't feel comfortable doing even dudes i know like homeboys that are my friend one can you imagine one of my friends come up to me and give me a kiss on the cheek twice in front of you bruh he lucky jay-z was out in public too and 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 didn't see all that because that's crazy nobody's gonna be coming up kissing me twice 
while you're right like, there. Within like a five second period too is the issue. It's like, and, and it shouldn't not, have to be while he's there. It should even, just be in general. But I'm just saying on top of that, he had to, I don't know if culturally, that was awkward. I don't know if culturally middle age people do that. But the only time either. I've ever seen that is like At the church. older person who's a woman will already, will be the one to engage you. Like, no, not the only time I've seen that. I see that all the time with dudes. I'm telling you, but when mainly in, when in college. it's not appropriate. Yeah, mainly in I've college. Never, the only time I've seen it be appropriate to where somebody would be willing to do that in a huge auditorium would be if it's an older person, they engage you, and their face going to be all the way turned like this. Mwah, yeah, like they do that. that. Not, <laughs> <laughs> not what he did, which was... Look at you. You doing the same thing you said put my hand down. Oh my God. That's why he went up. So she couldn't. That's why he went up. So she couldn't put her her hands up to block them. Because this is what, I'll show you what I do. Okay. Okay. Like when someone tries to come up to me inappropriately, this is what I do. Oh. And they're trying to kiss. I do this. So I hold up. All right, you go. Do it again. Okay, go. This is how he hugged. All right. all right, let's do it again. Right, no, right, yeah. I'm not doing this again. <laughs> and then, and then, all right, so he does this, he does this. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting he uncomfortable for me. <laughs> this is getting uncomfortable for me. But no, that's, that's a no-no. That's... It's beyond a no-no, and it was very uncomfortable to watch. I will say that luck, luckily for Notori, nobody's calling her out on that because she also made, I feel like in social gatherings, clearly one's worse than the other. Don't force people to be engaged in a conversation with you. L- l- pick up on these body language cues. Yeah, especially when you know they came late to probably avoid and all And you know that they're a, somebody like a Beyonce or celebrity. You shouldn't do it to anybody, but clearly she's getting bombarded already. Like when Chloe and Hallie, it was only one of them. I never know which one's which. But one of the sisters had went up to say hi to her. That makes sense. They're signed under her same label. And even her, she kept it cute. She listened to the body language like, hey, I'm just saying hi out of respect. I'm gonna let you enjoy your evening. Natori, she taking full capital over the queen space. <laughs> let me stop calling her that. But, you know, and then Ghost comes up. It was just too much for me. And Viola, if y'all don't catch Viola's face in the background, that's what took me out. I don't know if she saw the foolery but she was so over all of it. I was like, she is a mood. Because she was just like, when am I going to be able to get out of here? Lord, wrap this up. And I was thinking, that's how I was feeling watching all of that if I was to see it play out. But no, you did bring up a good point related to, um, you know, what can you say and can't you say what's off limits and criticism and stuff like that. So you had a circumstance you were talking about with me recently related to one of your book reviews. So do you uh, want to talk about that? Well, not even one of them. Okay, so there's a few of them. So as you guys know, if you guys follow my channel, with the hate you give, um, I gave that, I think, three stars. I said it was a good book. I mean, there were some whole, like there were some things that I didn't necessarily love about the book as far as I felt like some of the terminology was dated. Um, I felt like also it was probably written for white people, which... That makes sense if it was because it was almost like one of those feel goods where it's like showing you, hey, you guys are not that bad. I know that you guys don't know any better. X, Y, and Z. I kind of have a whole separate video on when I talk about the pros and cons of the hate you give and why I was like, it was okay for me. It was a good book. It wasn't great. With that, I think because everybody else, it's almost like there's a fear of if you say something that is so beloved, it's like no trash to 
the writer, no trash to anything like that. I just think for me, that book didn't really give me anything as far as it, it didn't move me. Nothing's wrong with saying that, especially if you're giving your own analysis with it. But I do think a lot of times in black culture, like you're scared to talk out. Now, one thing I will say, I didn't think I was this type of person, but I reread Zora Neale Hurston's Their Eyes Were Watching God um, this month. <laughs> and it was a book when I was younger that I didn't connect with. And I just felt like it was me. Like I was like, it's me. I don't understand this. My brain's not wrapping around this because clearly this is a beloved book. Since I've been recently reading Zora Neale Hurston's nonfiction, because ever since I read Zora Neale Hurston's Their Eyes Were Watching God, I never picked up another Zora Neale Hurston book. I was just like, that author's just not for me. Why waste my time? I'm just going to read other things. And even growing up in Florida, I love Zora Neale Hurston. I read so much about her life. Um, always went to the Zora Neale Hurston Festival every year because um, I'm in Orlando, which Eatonville, if you're not familiar, that's where the festival's held. Um, and it's just I've always had so much respect for her. Now, as an adult, a full adult, I was like, girl, you done seen the film. You understand the themes. Read this book, and you're probably going to be blown away and understand why it's so beloved. I didn't have that reaction. I'm not saying I think it is good writing. I think it was good for the time. It was very innovative. It was very, especially thinking of the time in which she wrote this and being able to capture the dialogue and all of that. I think for what it is, it's a really good piece of work. Is it something that I enjoyed reading? No. Like, I want to be real and be authentic as to my viewers and kind of not to be worried about necessarily what people say I know what I meant. Because I was doing my month-end recap. For those of you who don't know, I do a monthly recap of what I read for the month. And since it was a book that I read, it felt almost inauthentic for me to avoid talking about it out of fear of someone misinterpreting what I was saying about the book. That's what made me talk about the, um, their eyes were watching God. That makes sense. And so what emotions were you feeling when you were thinking about talking about it in that the most, or in a way that everybody would agree with? See, that's the or thing. Or that you assume people would agree with. See, that's the thing that's interesting with these things. Cause even with us or with their eyes were watching God, I think more so even for me, their eyes were watching God. When something already has the stamp of approval, Part of you is like, you don't ever want to say that this isn't good because clearly it's already been established that it's good. And it's almost like you feel like it's disrespectful from the Zora Neale Hurston standpoint. But the things that were going through my mind while I was reading it and thinking about it, I was like, really, what is your review adding to this? Why do you have to state your opinion on this? It's kind of what I was thinking. And I was thinking, if I do state my opinion, is it going to be misconstrued where somebody hears me? Instead of saying that this was just not something that spoke to me, if they're going to hear me saying that this was trash or this wasn't, like they're going to misinterpret what I say. And I feel even the same way with the us. The reason why when you brought up us, for us to talk about it, because there's so much back and forth on it, I didn't want anybody to ever think that I was bashing, you know, Jordan Peele's film. film. I'm so happy that it was a success. I would see it again. I loved Lupita in it. I thought her acting was amazing. Um, the girl who played Brain, um, the daughter, I don't, I, don't, I don't know her name, which that's on me, um, the actress's name. I thought she did a great job. At least she did a great job as the red version of her. <laughs> um, and I just felt like it was really good. Honestly, the only character in the movie that was annoying to me was Gabe, and he, he was supposed to be annoying, so can I really fault him? That oh, was, was the way. He? 
I think he was like the way they were making him act. I guess so. I think he was just supposed to be a corny dad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But so I don't think he was necessarily supposed to be annoying necessarily. <laughs> oh, well, it's annoying for me. <laughs> so how's your, um, your bracket doing? Dwayne, until, yeah, we haven't been here for a minute, and Dwayne is so excited. <laughs> I'm so happy. He's just taking over. What other topics are we supposed to talk about? No, anything you want. But I'm saying, you know, we haven't been on this podcast for the longest. So Dwayne's like, let me get all the things I like out. I do actually like March Madness. Um, I did fill out two brackets this year. Both of them are trash. <laughs> so, you know, um, the games have been so good, though. So I'll take that. Um, I'd rather have a trash back bracket than the games be trash. What was your best game, your favorite game so far? Um, I, well, even though the end was kind of weird, I still say the B- Purdue Virginia was pretty damn crazy. Like, that was a crazy play out. Um, for me, also the Duke UCF, it's a toss up between those two. We were in the airport watching the Duke UCF game, and I mean, we were, it was a lot. It, the excitement and momentum, and even though Duke Virginia Tech was good too, but not not as good as those. No, time. those were two. It came down levels. to the last yeah. second. I say the games as a whole, like they've been going to overtime. There's been even the game today went to overtime. Um, Virginia with not Virginia, um, what you call it with um, Auburn and um, Kentucky. Yeah, that was good. Um, until the end, it kind of got weak, but it yeah. went to overtime. So, but what, y'all watch out for Jen's. Jen's making a, a women's uh, African American women's book bracket. <laughs> That's a lie. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? <laughs> okay, let me stop. No, I don't think so. I thought it was cool how um, when Heron and Lupita actually did the whole um, worked with a, a vocal coach or vocal therapist. All right, so with that, I guess we could go ahead and get on out of here since... Yeah, it's time to wrap up. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. We're going to try to get these out to you guys more regularly. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, no more of that. Yeah, and just learn, if you learn nothing else from this, for those of you who are listening, Dwayne just tried to reach in inappropriately when I was off guard. Just be mindful of people's space and respecting people's space and also respecting people's opinions. I'll leave it on that. Hey, that's a good one. (laughs) Love and light. See y'all in the next one. Bye.